Welcome to the Intentional Abundant Life Podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Star Robertson, Jesus freak, mom blessed by adoption, wife, wonderluster, and your intentional living and biblical mindset coach. If you're here, you're likely a busy woman wearing multiple hats, the most important of which being child of God and mom simultaneously. You have a desire to live more intentionally, striving to be a good steward of all the gifts that God has given you, and you want more productively peaceful days. Well, you're in the right place, sister, because that is exactly what we do here. First, building on a foundation of faith with purposeful priorities while mastering our mindset and implementing simple self-care. So mama, grab your coffee or strap your kiddos in the car seat and let's jump into today's episode. Hello, sisters, and welcome back to another episode of the Intentional Abundant Life Podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Star Robertson, and I am coming at you today for a very special episode. Today is episode 44, coming at you on 4 4 of 2022. And today, is drumroll my birthday. (laughs) It is just so fun to me. Four is my favorite number. And when I was looking at the calendar, um, when I was planning out my podcast episodes, like all the way back somewhat towards the beginning of the year, I think maybe in February sometime, I was like, oh, wow, my birthday episode is scheduled to be, I forgot what it was and was sharing with my husband. And he's like, well, looks like you're just going to have to put out a couple bonus episodes to make it be episode 44. Um, so super cool that we get to have this episode today. And I was like, what should the podcast be about? And I started thinking, you know, I share a lot with you guys, a lot of my thoughts, a lot of my um, beliefs, a lot of um, just knowledge and information that comes, you know, from guests being on here, from stuff God has been walking me through, from things I've learned in my own life. But do you really know me? Do you know the person behind the podcast? Um, and I think even just some of these like quirky, fun facts are really great things to know about people because oftentimes I think we can find ways to relate or just better understanding of a person through some of these fun facts and fun topics. So today is just a little bit of a get to know me episode. I'm going to share with you guys a couple dozen just random facts and random bits of knowledge about me that I think are really important and helped create um, or mold me to be the person that I am today. But I do want to say that I also want to get to know you. I want to know you. I want to know your story. I want to know what makes you tick. The small talk about the weather and sports teams drives me bonkers. I am a more of an, what do they call it? An extroverted introvert. Like I, I really love people. I love getting to know their stories, but I want to go deep like right away. And that's one of the fun facts about me. I actually, um, used to be in the habit, which I could probably get back into, but anytime somebody would send me a friend request on Facebook that I didn't know personally, I wouldn't accept it until I sent them a message. And my message was always like, Hey, tell me, you know, a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? What do you love? What fires you up? Like, what are your big, scary dreams and goals? And it put a couple of people off. 
and some people didn't respond, which is fine. I just don't accept the friend request. Like if you don't want to have a conversation with me, that's okay. You don't need to be on my friends list. But there were a couple of people who actually like clapped back at me and were like, that's some pretty personal stuff to be sharing with somebody I don't know. And it's like, well, I put some pretty personal stuff on my Facebook. So why do you want to be my friend? Like, why do you want to be Facebook friends if you don't want to like get to know each other? Anyways, I digress. Little fun fact about me anyway, but I want to get to know you. So as of the day that this podcast is releasing, there have been around about 2,200 listens on the 43 podcast episodes preceding this. And I'm going to be honest, most of the people that I know, like personally, close friends and family, haven't even listened to this podcast at all. They're like, oh yeah, you have a podcast? I didn't even know. Or, oh yeah, I've been meaning to jump on and listen to an episode. Um, recently some of my clients have been listening in. I know a couple of ladies in the intentional abundance community have been listening in more so lately because we've been posting them in there, talking about them, having conversations surrounding some of the podcast episodes and, and some of the different topics that are discussed. Um, but I don't know most of y'all like who is listening? Are you out there? My son does this totally cute thing. Um, and I don't know, I do not know where he learned it, but he cups his hands around his mouth and tips his head up to the air and says, mommy, mommy, like when he's calling for me, like I could be two feet away from him and he still does this. Like it's so cute and it's so hilarious, but I'm doing that to y'all. Hey, everybody out there listening to the intentional abundant life podcast. I want to know you. I want to hear your feedback and conversations that come up around these podcast episodes that we're, that we're talking about. I want to know your takeaways. I want to know, do you disagree with what's being said? Like, let's have a conversation about what inspired you. So many things, right? So first thing, if you're listening and you've been touched by, by any of my podcast episodes, if you relate to anything, even in this podcast episode and haven't already, please, please, please leave me a review. I read every single one of them. I cherish every single one of them. And I know that when I'm going to listen to something to take my time and give my time to something or give my money to something, that's the first place I'm going is to read reviews. And so I would love it if you would read a re- leave a review for other listeners to listen in on. And then also, I want to see you in the Intentional Abundance community over on Facebook. It is a highly active Facebook group, y'all. I am in a group of, I think it's like 7,500 women now. And the top engagers in that group each month are the same engagement level as my group of 225 ladies. So get in. You are going to be inspired. You are going to be prayed over. You are going to be lifted up. You are going to be encouraged. Um, Other ladies are going to be cheering you on. We hold each other accountable. We get vulnerable. Like it is an amazing safe space. And what I've noticed is as ladies are coming in and like seeing all that engagement and the community that like it's a true community in there, they just want to be a part of that and show up in a different way. There are people who don't even join Facebook groups or if they are, they just sit in the back and don't even engage that have like shared that in the group that they engage in this one. So I want to know who you are just as much as I'm sharing what I am about or who, who, so I want to know who you are just as much as I'm sharing with you guys about who I am today. So please, please, please join us in the intentional abundance community.
without further ado, we're going to jump into all of these fun facts about me, not just the ones that I've already mentioned. So I have been married to my best friend for almost 13 years. Wow. That's crazy. When I say it out loud, I'm just like, wow, 13 years, like more than a third of my life. I have been married to my husband and it's such a blessing. Um, he is truly my person. He is my best friend. We love spending quality time together. We have a lot of similar hobbies that we love um, participating in together. We have similar love languages and like the list just goes on. Um, we have still a couple of weeks before our, our 13th anniversary. Um, but we're just calling it 13 years already because it's so close. You know what I mean? Um, I do want to say too, that we were not believers when we got married, when we met, when we were became engaged, when we got married. And even for years into our marriage, we did not know the Lord and we did not have him in our relationship. So if that is something that maybe you're experiencing now or something that you've also walked through, um, I definitely encourage you to listen into the last Thursday every month. It's always my husband who's on the podcast episode. And if you go back to, um, goodness, I think it might've been October of 2021. He started joining me on the podcast. And the first one we shared kind of like a brief history about our marriage and, and got really vulnerable and shared with you guys, you know, some of the stuff that I believe it's important to share those struggles that we face as individuals, as married couples and, and bring out that real, like, transparency and vulnerability in life because social media has just created kind of this, this beast, um, of itself that just produces more isolation, which I am avidly against. So, um, next fun fact from, um, I did not come from a believing or faith practicing home growing up. But for a few years of my childhood, I was raised Mormon. So it was a very weird and confusing time for me. I remember going to the church. Um, I was heavily bullied there. My parents were um, were evil sinners and drank soda and smoked cigarettes and were not married, but had children and lived in the same home. And so um, a lot of things were like forced to be changed um, in our family dynamic while we were going to church there. Um, but what I saw as a child growing up is that there was no actual like fruit of the spirit change. There was no real like internal transformation. It was just like, this is what the church says. So this is how we're going to act kind of a thing was my takeaway as a child, because there wasn't really any changes in the home per se, like the home environment, if that makes sense. But like my parents did get married going there. I remember going to summer camp a couple of times um, with the Mormon church, but I was heavily bullied. And the only thing that I really remember taking away from there, um, I truly believe the Lord sheltered me when I was there, but but something that was taken away from that was that Jesus was the son of God and he came and he lived a sinless life and he died to save me from my sins. And knowing that as a child, like I had this John 316 memorized, it was still decades later before I picked up that truth and, and started walking around with it in my life and allowed it to actually transform me for who I am. So fun fact there, I am a product of childhood trauma, all forms. Um, 
It's been a crazy whirlwind journey of a life. I have spent tens of thousands of dollars on counseling and therapy, um, and now coaching, um, through this journey along with Jesus guiding me the whole way. Um, I struggled with addiction for years on account of it. I've been diagnosed with PTSD. I have gone through EMDR therapy, um, incredible stuff. So no, like if you are somebody listening to this, who is struggling, who has a difficult past, like, again, you are not alone in that. And my next fun fact, I have been saved by grace. I put 200% times over. Like, I don't even know. That's probably not even a math problem, but like 200%, like times 200 times, like that's how many times I have been saved by our saving grace, uh, or the saving grace that comes from our Lord and savior, Jesus Christ. And, um, yeah, I'm a Jesus freak. Some of y'all are like, she's, she's a Jesus freak. Yeah, I am. I can tell you with a straight face, I would not be alive today if it was not for him. Like I got to a deep, dark depression in my life where all I wanted to do was die. Um, and when I came to know him, all I was capable of praying for was death. And I'm so grateful that I can look back now and see his hand over my story and how he wrote, rewrote that time in my life. And I can see that he gave me exactly what I was praying for because I literally have died to the old me in so many ways, more ways than I can even count. And it is all because he did the work and he made a new creation in me and he gave me what I asked for. And so it is crazy. It blows my mind when I think about it, but, but God is good. hundred percent. Next one. I was raised in Michigan, born and raised in Michigan, but I moved to Alaska way back in 2004 and I have claimed Alaska as home ever since. I've officially been here more than half of my life now, so it's hard to imagine anything else. Um, the winters are long and cold. Yeah, it's the first week of April. There's still at least four feet of snow in my backyard. Um, it's still getting down to um, sometimes the low 20s, maybe even the teens at night. Thankfully, these last few days have been pretty warm and and the winters are brutal. And, and my husband's like, I can't keep living here. We're going to have to move sometime. And I'm just like, I don't, I just don't see it. There are snakes and spiders and poisonous things and like tornadoes and so many other things. I'm just like, I, I don't know. I just don't know about all that. Like I can handle the earthquakes, knock on wood, <laughs> Lord, please don't bring one about. Um, I can, I can handle the cold. I can handle the darkness to not have to deal with other things that I really don't want to. So, uh, next fun fact, I personally, as well as my husband, um, but I have struggled with infertility knowingly for over a decade. Um, still do. I say struggled with infertility as if it's not something that I still struggle with, still have like next to zero chance. The Lord can, can do miracles. I do believe that. Um, but you know, sometimes after praying for something for, for over a decade and, and hearing no or not yet regularly, you're like, well, maybe it's his will not to, and I will submit to his will because I know it is truly best for me. Um, but it's just easy to say struggled. Um, even though I'm still struggling, I still have all these hormonal issues and whatever else. Um, that are just very, very difficult, nearly impossible to get balanced in me. 
Um, so again, if it's something that you've struggled with or are struggling with, you are not alone. I came to motherhood through adoption, which is the next fun fact about me. I would not be a mother today if it were not for the gift of adoption to my life. Um, I will say that I have always wanted to adopt since I was a young kid. I always wanted to adopt. I saw a lot, again, of trauma, dysfunction, abuse um, growing up, not just myself, but but many others around me. And ever since I was a child, I was like, when I grow up, I'm going to be X, Y, and Z. So for one, my kids don't have to experience this, but also so I can make a safe place for other kids. And so it's always been on my heart. Um, I have this handwritten bucket list that I actually um, wrote out when I was like in high school and I still have it around the house somewhere. And I remember my husband found it one day early on in our marriage and he's like, wow, you really have like always wanted to adopt. And I'm like, yeah. Um, but our infertility is definitely, um, I guess what, what brought about adoption in the way that it did happen in our life. Um, I will preface that with, if you are somebody who is struggling with infertility, that adoption is not the answer for your infertility. Like I said, it was, it was almost a decade before we brought our son home and my husband and I had a lot of time to process emotionally and mentally that loss, um, before we went into adoption and adoption does not, um, heal or cure that loss. Um, if anything, it, it probably from, from my experience triggers it or enhances it. Um, because bringing my son home, right. And then now, now I'm a mother, right. I cannot tell you how many times I'm in conversations where women just naturally want to talk about their birth story or their pregnancy story or whatever else. Like I never got the maternity you know, photos. And there are still so many things about motherhood that I haven't and likely will never experience. I mean, that goes for anyone who struggled with infertility. So, um, if that is you, like, please, I encourage you take the time to process and work through and, um, and grieve and heal through that infertility, um, struggle and that infertility loss before going into adoption, because the child that you're bringing into your home is already going to experience trauma being separated from their family. They need you to be a healed and the best mother that you can for them and not bringing your junk into, um, your relationship with them. I digress. (laughs) Next fun fact, I lost 70 pounds in 2020, which was huge and so massive. And I got to a weight I never thought that I would ever see. Um, I had a goal of getting to 100 pounds lost, which is still a goal of mine. I still want to reach that mark. I want to focus on overall health and strength and endurance and other things, which I'm going to talk about some of the more fun facts about me here a little bit later. And I will say that I have gained back about 25 of them. It took some time to gain it back. um, And it's definitely some stuff I still need to work through um, with my habits and choices and even mindset towards things like this, right? It's not just about, um, you know, our exercise and what we're putting in our mouths and um, and whatever else. It is about that. But there's a lot of mindset um, and heart set, soul set stuff behind that um, that I'm obviously still in the healing journey from. 
But wow, I'm still celebrating that 70 pound loss. Um, next one. I really enjoy binge watching TV shows with my husband. <laughs> he really enjoys it too. It's, I, I would argue, one of our love languages. <laughs> but we have been doing this since before it was cool, you guys. Like, honestly, a good 12 to 13 years going with us binge watching TV shows. Um, and, it, and it came about with the next fun fact about me that I lived in England for four years while my husband was active duty in the United States Air Force. Um, so with that being said, I am a former military spouse. Um, thankful that those days are behind me. I could not imagine my son being a military child. I could not imagine if we were still picking up and moving every so many years and, um, and just under the, the control of somebody else dictating so many aspects of our lives. That was a really hard, um, thing for me. Not, not so much my husband. We were raised very differently in that sense. Um, because he was raised in a multi-generational like military family and I was not, but, um, I'm just grateful that that's, that's a part of our past and not our current day. Um, but with that, when we moved to England, um, we didn't have a lot of our access to a lot of our, our favorite shows that we were watching and stuff like that. So we found this roundabout workaround, got a VPN blocker, whatever it was. And, um, we just started watching TV shows online and it made it very easy for us to start this binge watching habit. And this was like, Netflix was still mailing DVDs at the time. Like, I don't even think it was Blu-rays yet, <laughs> but, um, yeah. Next fun fact, I have undiagnosed adult ADHD. And if it's undiagnosed, some of you might be like, well, how do you know that you have it? And I'm like, girl, look at me. Right. So also I, I am a believer. I am in, in accordance, um, with the beliefs of my past counselor, Ellie, who was on the podcast, uh, podcast, um, last month. And we were talking about like, it's not a problem unless it's a problem. And so there are people who will get diagnoses and, um, and then it's a problem. But, but like we were talking about, like I've built some pretty incredible coping mechanisms and I've got like the, the bunny ears up, you know, air quotes, coping mechanisms. Um, but they've become fabulous tools in my life in in my family's life. And they've been amazing tools that work for helping others as well. So yeah, sometimes I might struggle. Sometimes it might show up and be a slight problem. Sometimes I'm not as efficient or as productive as I would like. Sometimes I'm maybe a little too into what I have going on and tuning stuff out. Maybe sometimes I'm I'm detached from what I probably should um, be focusing on. But it's not a problem in my life. So it's not a problem for me to need to go um, get medication for because I've developed tools to make it not be a problem. So a little bit of encouragement um, for you there as well. Next fun fact, I completed my first ever triathlon last year um, with less than a month's notice, really zero practice other than going swimming maybe twice. I think I rode my bike once 
throughout the entire year before doing this triathlon, but I completed it. And, um, man, I I'm competitive. I love setting big goals and like challenging myself to do them. So this year I'm doing two triathlons and I'm super excited. I've been far more intentional about practicing, about swimming, running. Um, I've actually been running three and a half miles, which is crazy. That's the next fun fact about me is that, um, a few years ago, like up to a year ago, actually earlier this year, I had only ever run a mile without stopping and completing it in 10 minutes, two to three other times in my life. And this last month I have ran multiple times, three and a half miles, not without stopping, but I have run far more than a mile, um, without stopping. And it's just incredible, incredible. It blows my mind to, to know that I'm capable of this, that my body is capable of this. And I'm like, I've been capable of this the whole time. It's my mind that was getting in the way. Um, and so I just love that. I've, I've also developed this deep love of swimming, um, through even just getting out and doing this first ever triathlon. So super excited stuff that you can set these big, scary goals, not even practice for them, go out and, and complete it. And then develop these new like loves, um, and and self-care habits and things like that. Um, next fun fact, I am obsessed with traveling, like obsessed. I literally cried earlier this year when my husband and I had to cancel a vacation. We hadn't booked it yet, but we had to cancel the idea of this vacation. Um, tears running down my face because I just love traveling. I love getting on an airplane and going and experiencing, even if it's not someplace new y'all, I was crying about a trip to Florida and we've been to Florida, the same part of Florida every year for the last eight years, seeing the same people, but it's still just the idea of getting, getting out of Alaska and, and getting on an airplane and going and and doing and experiencing things that we hadn't before, even if it was the same place and the same people. Um, but I have visited all 50 states by my 27th birthday, and I have been to over 30 countries. Um, favorite state, aside from Alaska, is Hawaii. Just amazing. I sw- like island time is a real thing. I will tell you, twice we've been to Hawaii, and our trips were 36 hours on the ground and 48 hours on the ground. We've been to Hawaii other times than that. But just these two particular trips were super short. And it felt like I was there for a week. Like I got a week's worth of rest and rejuvenation when I was there in such a short amount of time. Gorgeous weather, sunshine, hiking, good food. Like it just doesn't get better than Hawaii in terms of the United States, in my opinion. Favorite country, hands down, Germany. Southern Germany, Bavaria, like Munich and South, um, if I had more than two thumbs, I would be putting them up. It makes my heart beat the way that Alaska does. It's just, there's something about the place there. Um, just go if you can, because it's amazing. Love, love, love it. Uh, next fun fact. I love sleep, like love, love sleep. I have a plaque that a friend gave to me, um, that says marathon sleeper because I could legit like outsleep almost anyone I know, up until recently, anyway, up until a few years ago, um, you wouldn't dare find me awake before 9 a.m. And I never like 
left the house before noon. Like if you want to schedule a meeting and you want me to be there and it was before noon, it ain't happening, which is so crazy because again, it just blows my mind to think about this, that I'm this person now is that now I'm an avid morning girl. Like I don't love mornings. Like I'm not all for it. Right. I still am a night owl and prefer to stay up late to my demise sometimes. (laughs) But, um, Uh, after becoming a mom, it was just this shift that I felt like I really had to take to get up before my family, to get up before my son. So I could have my cup filled through my prayer time and through my scripture reading and, and just being with the Lord and being quiet so that I could show up for my son when he got up and, and just pour out from that empty cup. And now I'm the girl jumping on calls and leading workshops and classes. This morning, I led one at 7 a.m., coaching clients, all this stuff, 6, 7 a.m. in the morning, which is just like, what? Who is this? Like, even my college mascot was the night owls. Crazy. Which brings me to my next fun fact. I have a bachelor's degree in business management. And you might be thinking, what does that have to do with coaching and podcasts? But (laughs) it's useful. I will say that, but I definitely don't utilize it to the full aspect. Um, Definitely was not planning on stepping into this space that I'm in now, but when the Lord calls, right? Which brings me to my next fun fact. Uh, I am an intentional living and biblical mindset coach for busy slash driven Christian moms. And with that, I'm like, you might be thinking, I'm, I'm thinking, how did this come to be, right? Like, this is not what my degree is in. Actually, shortly before my son was born, um, I worked in accounting for the state and totally detached. I actually have, I coach someone to do my accounting now because I don't want to touch it with a 10 foot pole. I hate it. I can't stand it. I don't even want to look at it. And so I don't know if it was because I did it working for the state or it's just like God has really molded and transformed me to be in the space that I am in. But I will say um, it was back in 2020. I took a course. I I made an investment in um, running challenges, like multi-day challenges for people. I, I led my first ever challenge and Um, at the end of this challenge, my goal was to, to ask people to join this network marketing company that I was in or purchase products. Um, that was my offer because the products had truly helped me like transform so many different aspects of my life and like find a lot of freedom through these products. And, um, and I believed then even still that they're amazing tools to incorporate into your lifestyle. And so I led the ladies through the challenge and I was going to offer this. And then it was like offer day. And I was like, oh my goodness, I I was looking at all of the people in the workshop and I was like, every single person that registered for this workshop or this challenge is already with the network marketing company, except for one. But she was invited by a friend who was like already on the team. And I wasn't going to like, you know, pilfer for her, um, you know, for, for, from her clientele base or whatever. Um, so I went into major freak out mode. I was like, Lord, what am I going to do? And we were actually going on a fishing trip a couple hours South from our house. And I told my husband, we're going to have to drive separately because, 
uh, I need to pray. Like I need to get quiet and I can't have you. I can't have music. I can't have a crying baby. Um, and so my husband and my son and my mom actually drove separately in a different car. Um, and they were following me or I was following them. And I had just committed to praying. And as I was praying, I was like, Lord, what am I going to do? What am I going to offer these ladies? And, um, and I, it was not of my own thoughts. It's not something I was comfortable doing, but offer coaching came up and I was just like, no, I'm not a coach. I, I wasn't even in the coaching space. Like I didn't even know a coach at the time. Like I knew people in the network marketing industry that were like upline that would like coach you, like show up kind of in that like mentor capacity at times, but obviously always within the context of being your upline and the company and the products and, and teaching you how to do what they do to like rank up. And that was in no way, shape or form, like what, what we were doing in this space. Um, and so just offer coaching came up and I'm like, I don't even know what this looks like. I don't even know how to coach. I'm not a coach. And I'm like, this, this must not be for me, Lord. Like, no, this, and, and it just kept coming up and it kept coming up through this prayer session. I'm like, okay. I, I was like, so what do I do? What does the coaching look like? You know, what is it going to be called? And through this prayer session, he gave me what to call this little program, the name of the group and business that I still have intentional abundance. Um, and, and, and I did it. I offered coaching and I signed my first couple of clients through that workshop, through that challenge. Um, I was in way over my head. I did not know what I was doing. I had no coaching training. I did not have a coach of my own at the time. And, um, but I wouldn't say it was a mess. It was a really, really incredible learning opportunity. And, um, and God has just been lighting my path ever since in a way that I could never even imagine. Like if I sat down and was like, Hey, I want to become a coach. I want to become a life coach. Um, what is it going to look like? How is it going to be? Let me plan my steps to get to where I need to be, to be able to be a powerful and effective, um, coach that feels equipped to serve my clientele. And, and who are my clients going to be like all of this? would have never been in my business plan. And so I'm just so incredibly grateful that like God is my like business partner that I get to do business with him and just follow his lead. And it's such a beautiful thing. And so, um, I, th I think you've heard me talk about coaching on here, like what it currently looks like. I'm an intentional living and biblical mindset coach for busy slash driven Christian moms. So if you're a busy Christian mom, if you're a driven Christian mom, if you're a woman who's like, my family is so important to me. I want to be a good steward of my family and my home and be like essentially this Proverbs 31 woman, but it's just so much like it's overwhelming and it's a burden. I help with that. If you're like, help me get my days scheduled, like in a way that I can actually manage all of these things on my to-do list. We work on that. If you are like, I just want to be more intentional about all the stuff that I have going on in my life. I want to intentionally pour into my kids. I want to intentionally spend time with the Lord. I want to intentionally spend time with my husband. I want to intentionally take care of my home. But then I also feel this like pressure and this call to fulfill the great commission and go and make disciples to like serve my community, to show up in these giftings, to show up from these strengths and gifts that God has given me in capacity of X, Y, or Z. 
like we work on that. And so I just love the way that the way that God has like brought this all together. Um, and so what I do is I help these busy driven Christian moms live more productively peaceful days. And we do this, like I said, in, in the intro to the podcast through faithful foundations, purposeful priorities, simple self-care and mindset mastery. Cause y'all so much of it happens in your mind. I'm the host of this podcast and I've created the life and goals planner, which is like just this crazy, incredible tool that same thing. Like I sat down and did this brain dump, like, okay, God, you're asking me to coach. This was months into my coaching. You're asking me to do it in this way to serve these people. Like, what is this and how? And it was like a 60 to 70 page brain dump later of just like hammering on a keyboard, all of this stuff, all of this strategy and mindset and tools and, and all the ways that he's equipped me to be in the space of motherhood that I was then. And then he's even still continuing to mold that. And y'all last summer I sat down and it's like, okay, what am I going to work on this month? And it was just very clear from the Lord. We are working on this planner. We are doing this planner for years. People have been speaking over me. Sasha is creating a planner. And I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not like, that's not what this is. It's not what I'm doing. And, and it was just very clear to me in the summer of 2021, like that's what we're doing. So I set a goal 30 days, I'm going to be done. And in just over 30 days, it was put out to my community. And shortly after that put out to the world and then published like printed at a print print professional print shop published is for sale on Amazon and on my website. Over 50 women have their hands on it. I call it like a DIY life coach. Like it's just an incredible thing, y'all. But again, glory to God. Like he is my business partner. This inspiration and this everything like comes from him. I'm like, who am I? But this vessel, right? (laughs) But I'm sharing all these fun facts about me. That's one of them. Last thing I'll say about my business here, I believe it's the last thing, um, is that I also have an intentional living store. I think a lot of people don't realize that when my husband and I are binge watching TV shows or movies or whatever else, if it's something he's more into than I am, I've got this ADHD, like I need to be doing something else. Um, I've created um, stickers and magnets, like just for fun. And... um, There's also Bible highlighters available in the store and more to come. God has shown me so many ways I can kind of repurpose some of the content in the planner to create like this plethora of products, but it's just like, it's so much. I'm like, I'm waiting until it's like, okay, what one? A couple other fun facts about me. My favorite food is tacos, y'all. Tacos. I could have tacos almost every single day. You know why? Because no taco has to be the same. My husband says this about pizza, um, where he could literally eat pizza every day. This is a fun fact about him. One time he went home on his own, like to visit his family where he grew up. And I said, just promise me you're not going to eat pizza every day. And he said, okay. And he was there for five days and he ate pizza four of the five days. And he came back and told me, you said not every day. And I didn't do it every day. (laughs) That's me for tacos. Like I could legit eat tacos every day. So if you're a taco lover, you should probably be in the intentional abundance community. (laughs) I also love being outdoors. Like that's the one thing I will say about the winters here in Alaska that are, that are the most difficult on me. Um, I think one of the reasons, at least I'm going to blame, 
I can place blame on this, you know, for why, why I have gained more weight. Most of it, I feel like is in my booty because I've been sitting inside a lot this winter. It's been a very cold, very long winter. Um, my husband's like, it's been winter for over eight months. Uh, yeah. And we're all over it. All of us Alaskans. And if you're an Alaskan and you're not over it, like you're something special. Um, but I love being outdoors. I love being in the sunshine. I love hiking. I love going on walks. I love being in the canoe. Like just send me a nice day, send me outside and I'll just like adventure around, uh, for hours. And so, yeah, outdoors. It's just, I meet the Lord there. Worship the creator, not his creation though. I love spending time with my family. If that's not been a given here, like, Number one, let's just all be together. I don't even care what we're doing as long as the toddler's not screaming incessantly for like hours on end. Just let us be together. <laughs> uh, another fun fact. We have operated an Airbnb out of our home for the last five years. The downstairs has been a year-round operation. And the upstairs where we live, we have moved out of every summer for the last five years. But perhaps the most funnest fact about all of this is it was recently closed down and we are officially living in our home this summer for the first time in five years. And I am so excited y'all. I'm so excited to watch my son play in the backyard. I'm so excited to enjoy my yard. I'm so excited to have a garden again. Like I just got my seeds the other day. Um, I'm, I'm going to be setting up my light, uh, probably this weekend and it's just super, super excited. Um, and, and, and like this glory to God aspect of it, like I will say similarly to how my business started, like I truly believe Airbnb was, was a gift from him too. It was a way that he, um, had showed us how we could be better stewards of our home because we bought this home at amazing interest rate, an amazing deal. Like, and, and then we were, we had it for like maybe a year and we're like, man, the space is really big for us. And so the downstairs has been so many different things. It's been a gym. It's been, um, space for friends and family to stay. Um, it's been just all this randomness at different times. And we actually had our house for sale in the market because we got that military, um, itch to like PCS to move, um, right about three years of, of being in our home. And, and we were also in Dave Ramsey at the time. And it was just all the stuff we, we put our house up on the market and then it wasn't selling. We had lots of views, but it wasn't selling for all these various reasons. And I remember I was in a Bible study at the time that walked me through, how do you know that your decisions, that your will is in line with God's will, or how do you bring your will in line with God's will? And it was kind of like this five-step process that the Bible study was walking us through. And, um, and one of them was to pray and it gave us this kind of like structure to the prayer. And I was just in the first part and like giving thanks to God, um, and, and thanking him for our home and all the ways that we've been able to use it and all the goodness, um, and us having this home that, that we've seen his hand working. And it just came over me. Like, what if I'm not done yet? And I was just like, whoa, okay. Um, so, so how do we make this work? Like what, what do we do with all this extra space, you know? And so many ideas came about. Um, but I think it was that very same day I listed it on Airbnb and within four days we had a booking 
and it was two weeks out. And so we had to turn the laundry room into a kitchenette. We had to install two doors. Like we had to fully furnish it. Like there were so, it was so much work. Um, But without the Airbnb, like, I don't know that we would have seen our adoption through the first time because the funds from that definitely heavily supported that. Um, And just so many other things. It's been such a great blessing to our lives, far more than financially. Um, but all that being said, it was very crazy the way that I feel like God called us out of it too, because, um, it was just a series of really crazy events that took place all within a span of two weeks. And this was just a few weeks ago, you guys, and it's still like head spinning and crazy to think about it. And in the process, like it was multiple different things, but in in the process of one of these things was us deciding we're, we're not going to move out of our home this year and needing to cancel a few reservations on the, on the calendar for this summer that we're in the space that we occupy and live and exist in. And, um, Airbnb just came down with a really harsh hand about it. They didn't shut out, shut down our account over it. Um, that was a decision that we made. Um, but it, it was just very, um, a very harsh hand for somebody who's been in our opinion, a five-star, um, well, not in our opinion, like for five years, our opinion was that it was a very harsh hand for them to come down with, especially in the context of somebody who's been a a super host with almost 200 five-star ratings over a five-year period, um, to just have black marks put on our account and our algorithm destroyed into blacklist our calendar for certain days, um, and prevent us from making a decent income this summer, just on account of, bookings that were, were booked less than 90 days ago and have more than 90 days to rebook. And so I digress on that one. Um, but I believe God called us into it. And I just as firmly as I believe he's called us out of it. And so now we're just like, okay, we have this fully furnished, like incredible space, um, in our home. And we're just in this season of like, okay, just waiting to hear from him. Kind of what do we do with it now? We'll see, but it's exciting that we get to live here this summer. (laughs) Um, Next fun fact. I really like tattoos, like as much as I like tacos, maybe not that much. I mean, I don't know that I could get tattoos every day, but I really like tattoos. I have many of them and I always want more of them. In fact, I just got one for my birthday. Um, I have been asking for years Like this is the first tattoo I've gotten since being a mom and my son's two and a half. And I think it might've even been years before he was born, um, that I hadn't gotten one. And I've been asking like every birthday, um, that comes around, like, can I get a tattoo? But I finally got one and it just cracked that itch open again. And I just love them. I love admiring the art. I love getting them. I love having them. I love sharing about them. Um, they remind me of stories and parts of my life and, um, seasons that I've been through. And so, um, yeah, I like them. And to answer the question that you might be thinking, no, I do not believe that tattoos are a sin. If you want to have this conversation, um, and present me with some facts on maybe why I should believe that jump in the intentional abundance community, because I want to know your thoughts. Um, I think I shared earlier that I am this extroverted introvert and I need, um, and I shared that in the context of like 
you know, these conversations, like I like to go deep with people like right away. I don't want to like small talk chat. I want to know all your deepest desires and your dreams and your fears and what lights you up and what's actually going on inside your mind, which, which is why I love coaching. Right. Cause I get to like intimately do life with people and like, it's, it's what my heart has truly always craved is this deep connection with people. But all that being said, like, I love being with people and I love getting to know people and like having these conversations, but I need time alone and quiet to recharge and think and process and work on my mindset. But then I think, doesn't everyone? And I think the people who think that they don't like are selling themselves short because I do believe that, that Jesus set that example. That's a previous podcast episode. You can go listen to episode 16 following Jesus, Jesus's example to rest Yes, even as a busy mom, <laughs> I love houseplants. So a couple of years ago, I was given 12 houseplants and I killed them all. My husband actually had this really funny story where he said, um, I was like a Morton Joe in Mad Max. If you haven't seen the more recent Mad Max movie, he says, do not my friends become addicted to water. You will begin to resent its absence. And, um, I, that's how I treated my houseplants. I was like, Hmm, I water them when I water them. If they need water to survive, then they're probably going to die. And sure enough, all 12 houseplants ended up dying. And then I was like, you know what? I could use some green in my life all these long months of winter. And so I, de- I decided last winter and I got a spider plant on clearance at Lowe's because I heard that they were easy plants to take care of and it wasn't too expensive. And I'm a, I'm a grand, great grandma probably to this spider plant now. It's got multiple other plants. I've given away spider babies and I have well over a dozen other house plants of various varieties. And, and I just really like them. They bring me happiness and joy. And I really like the green in my home. And I have a slight addiction. Like I kind of always want more house plants. <laughs> One more, maybe two little fun facts. And then I will let y'all get back to your day. And this one I'm going to share with you guys, um, being a little bit vulnerable because it's, I know it's scary to, to speak our dreams out loud. Um, because then I don't want to say, you know, people are going to necessarily hold us to them or think less of us if we don't achieve them. But this is something that's been on my heart for a long time that I really do have a dream to be a speaker, a speaker who shares God's word and encouragement and conviction, um, on big stages too many whilst traveling around the lower 48 with my family who is living in homeschooling out of an RV. And I'm just so excited for this day that God is going to make this a reality. And I know I already have this podcast where I'm doing that even in a smaller sense. Um, and I have a community and I share trainings and teachings, but he's just shown me this on such a bigger, um, a bigger platform, not, not for like the fame aspect or to more, to more people. Like, um, I just remember going to retreats, these women's retreats or whatever. And I went to one of them and, you know, we were talking, I don't even remember the, the topic of question, but we were in one of the little small group kind of breakouts. And I had a question for the ladies at the table. And I was like, what do you think when you see that woman up there on stage? 
like speaking, like sharing God's truth, bringing about encouragement and conviction and all of that, you know, in your lives, challenging us to go deeper with God, to cling to him. And almost every single woman at that table was like, I'm glad she's doing that because I would never do it. Like that's torture to me. Like that, that's her gifting. Like I wouldn't touch it with a 10 foot pole. And I was just like, wow. Because when I see women up there speaking on stage, I'm like, I just feel so called to that. And I'm like, no, like that's in my future. And, and it's so crazy to even speak that out because like, I I just feel like the enemy even getting to me at times was like, who do you think you are? It's like, that's exactly it. I'm a nobody. Like I, I shared with you guys, you know, about my past and all these other things. But what I do know is that we have a good, good God who loves us so deeply, who literally is outstretching his hand to us and wants to pull us out of this muck and mire, who wants to pull us out of the pits of despair. Because the verse for that God gave me for that first challenge that I led that has become the guiding verse for my life and my business is John 10, 10. And it's that the thief came to steal and kill and destroy, but Christ came that we may have life and that we may have it abundantly. And it is just so beautiful. That heart, that verse like truly transformed my heart, um, knowing that this, this is a truth from God because I lived in that enemy came to steal, kill and destroy for, for even today, most of my life looking back until I accepted the fact that God loves us while we're still sinners. God loves us and he sent his son that we may have life and that we may have it eternally. And I'm just humbled and I'm grateful. And, um, he is savior. He is redeemer. He is father. He is holy. He is friend. He is creator. He is a way maker. He is the way. He is the peace that surpasses understanding. He is so much. He is my intimate friend. And I want everyone that I know to know this. And I I want people I don't even know to know this. And I'm not so much of an evangelist, like sharing to people that don't know. Like I'm not the one who you see like handing out tracts or like, you know, ministering, like, have you heard about my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? Like, I'm not that kind of person, like, because I'm that introvert, right? I'm not going to go talk to strangers. My husband could do that. Talking to strangers thing, I'm not so good at it. But I'm the one who wants to call people deeper and challenge your thoughts and challenge your beliefs and challenge you with encouragement exhortation. It's one of my spiritual gifts, but, but in a way that can, that the allows the Lord and the Holy spirit to bring conviction to your life for you to step forward, for you to go deeper, for you to cling to him in all things and all circumstances. And the verse that he's been putting on my heart lately, um, I should, I should know the reference. I know it's Matthew. Um, but the verse is seek first 
his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. I want to say it's Matthew 28. Sorry. Um, I don't have the reference for that one, but I just wanted to share um, that big scary dream with you guys, because I know a lot of you listening are probably in that same boat where you're like, man, I have, I don't know how it's going to happen. I have this dream. I feel like God's called me to this, but I don't know how it's going to come about. I don't know when, I don't even know if I'll see the day, but I'm choosing to have faith and I'm choosing to believe that he will light my path exactly as he has to bring me to where I am today. And, and with that, I'll just throw out too, that, um, I have a plan and a dream to write a book one day to be a published author, as well as writing a devotion one day. Um, technically I am already a published author because the life and goals planner, but because it's a planner, I'm struggling to accept that. Like I want to be an author that's actually like written a book. Um, and God's shown me many books that I could be writing. So I've shared my vulnerable, um, dreams with you guys. I've shared with you how my whole business came about. I've shared about God's goodness over my life and just his grace and his faithfulness time and time again. Um, and I've shared about all these fun facts about me as well as some of the harder facts about me, but they are things that have made me who I am today. And I hope that more than one of these things on my list are, is something that you can relate to and something that, um, just draws us closer together and deeper in connection. And so I hope that I will see you over in the intentional abundance community, because I want to get to know you too, as well, sister. So when you jump in, one of the first things that you're going to see is welcome video and introduce yourself, uh, post where you're going to be tagged in within the first week or so of joining. And I want you to introduce yourself because I truly want to know who you are. Thank you for listening. And thank you for your love and support of this podcast. And I hope you all have an extremely blessed day. God bless you.